This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Late last year, soprano Jane Wee left for Denver to study at the Lamont School of Music. In a few months, she will be flying once more, this time to Salzburg, to perform as Dorabella in a production of Cosi Fan Tutte, mounted by the Austrian-American Mozart Society. It is no small thing to perform in a Mozart opera in Mozart's home court. But you may be wondering, why would a soprano take on a mezzo-soprano role? There is really quite an interesting story behind that, all tied in with what we describes as her journey to discover Dorabella. It is a journey fraught with challenges, some of which she has already overcome, others she still hopes to overcome, all with the help of her community, both in the Philippines and abroad. We tells us all about this, but first, here is her rendition of the fourth of Roberto Gerhardt's Seven Cantares, Un Galan y Su Morena, A Gallant and His Maiden. Welcome soprano Jane Wee and guitarist Hao Yang.
thank you for joining us at Maestro Filipino. Thank you for agreeing to the interview. And uh, as I always say, it's good to start at the beginning. Uh, I suppose the beginning here would be your time at Lamont. You've been there since last year. So what has it been like? What have you been doing over there? My time is with Lamont has been very productive and amazing. Mm. Um, during the fall term in 2022, we had a production of Alcina in one of the best halls here in Denver. Mm. And I was able to play the part of Oberto. And after that, we had several concerts in between. And our recent opera production was Rachel Portman's The Little Prince. I was a part of that production too. And we had four days of production. And now we are doing some Mozart scenes and a Czech art song repertoire concert and also collaborating with new composers for the month of May for the spring term. So yeah, my experience with Lamont has been musically, emotionally, <laughs> and spiritually fulfilling. My teachers are also concerned about mental health and they believe that as a singer, we have to take care of ourselves, mm. not just our voices, but the things that affects us personally so we would always talk about the things that we did during the week, where are we having a hard time, and it's it's a nice environment. It's a very supportive community. Speaking of the community, we were talking earlier, and I mentioned that Colorado is not the first state you think of when one thinks of opera, and you describe Lamont as a hidden jewel. Uh, and yeah. the community is one of the reasons why you decided to go there. Yeah, so Lamont offers a huge amount of scholarship mm -hmm. and apart from the scholarship they also gave me a graduate teaching assistantship so i'm also learning how to teach voice to undergrads who are voice minors and the voice faculty we're working with one of the best people we have maestra sahar nuri who is the assistant conductor of Opera Colorado and who has been doing master classes in different states. She went on a sabbatical, but actually she went to different places, different opera houses, different schools to do master classes. Mm -hmm. And when she came back, she gave us those experiences and it was very enriching as a performer who wants to be in this industry mm -hmm. she would give us insights about okay what do you need to prepare for auditions mm -hmm. what are the opera houses looking for what or how do you present yourself as a singer and as an artist that is maestra sahar nuri yeah. and then we have this amazing amazing voice faculty mm -hmm. um, my teacher um, heidi melton is a wagnerian soprano and mm -hmm. she's been touring in europe and she's actively performing. There are times that she will not be a Lamont, but she will always have time for her students. Like if there are any questions, mm -hmm. if she's away, we can always email her and we can talk about repertoire and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she's an amazing voice technician as well. Mm -hmm. She can hear the slightest sounds, <laughs> <laughs> and she will say, oh, you're not vibrating these notes. You have mm -hmm. to vibrate, you have to keep vibrating. And it's been amazing to work with her. I've also worked with Professor Catherine Cash. Mm -hmm. Catherine Cash is a pedagogue, and she worked closely with Barbara Dosher, one of the vocal pedagogues here in Colorado a long time before. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing about Professor Cash is she is well knowledgeable about the science behind singing. You can see how the mix of yeah. voice faculty is really 
really good. Yeah. You have singers and teachers who are yeah. performing actively, and then you have pedagogues who are well-informed scientifically. Yeah. They have every base covered. And mm-hmm. we have also um, Matthew Plank, who won the Met competition mm-hmm. in his younger years. Mm-hmm. And he's also an amazing tenor. And he's also a good technician as well. He's been performing around Colorado. So, yeah, we have everything covered here. It's amazing. Lamont's faculty is no small fry out there in the Colorado mountains. It really is quite a community. It's like a hidden jewel that most people would go to the west or the east coast. But when you look at Colorado and see Lamont and see their bios, it's like, Whoa. I don't know. Maybe the thin air helps you exercise your voices. <laughs> That's another thing. When I came here, I came here August 2022. And when my plane landed, <laughs> got off the plane, I was literally gasping for air. Yeah. Not a good thing for a singer, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not just me. A lot of singers who are not used to the elevation had a hard time during our first term. It was actually a challenge for me because I was doing a role at the very <laughs> beginning of the year. And I had all those runs. I need to sustain notes. I had to sustain B-flats up there <laughs> in the rundown. Yeah. And it was very challenging because mm-hmm. Denver is a mile-high yeah. city. So it's a little higher than Baguio City, if you want mm. to think about that. And adjusting here took months just to get my breathing in the right place. So you've been there since August, and soon you will be flying off again to Austria because you have been offered the role of Dora Bella in yeah. a production of Cosi Fantute by the Austrian-American Mozart Association. I suppose, tell us what the AAMA is. AAMA is actually one of the strands of Fava Opera. They also have a summer in France. Yeah. And the amazing part here was, I was actually auditioning for the summer in France. I also got a role there. But then after a week, they emailed me saying, we're finalizing the cast. We have an opening for Dorabella. So I said, I am very interested in the role. What do I need to do? And then they said, you don't have to do anything. You got the role. You've already submitted your recordings. Uh And we would want to give you a scholarship for the role itself crazy unexpected thing yeah i thought that i would only be doing the four corners ensemble in sacramento but then this happened and yeah so ama in salzburg is one of the strands of fava they offer a production and a Lydia concert they also hold master classes mm-hmm. and language classes for their summer program mm-hmm. i appreciate that you mentioned that it's a summer program because you won't just be performing but You'll also be learning besides that. Uh, they, as you mentioned, specialize in German Lieder and Mozart operas. Leading into our next point, why do you want to become part of this production? I wanted to be a part of it because I want to learn how to do roles in the future. And Dora Bella is one of the roles that I am considering taking with me forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my professors would often tell me, think about the roles that you can do now mm-hmm. and keep it. As early as now, study the role. That way, when you get outside, when you finish your master's degree, if an opera company needs this kind of role, Mm. you're ready. So that was my main objective, why I accepted it. It's not an easy thing to do because we're expected to have everything memorized before we get there. Wow. 
the role has to be off the books. And of course, performing Mozart in Austria, I imagine, is... I don't know, it's probably kind of like Mecca. <laughs> yes, it is. It adds a, a different kind of pressure as well. Everyone is well-versed. The opera itself, they have been exposed to it so many times. And you want to make sure that you're cooking the role correctly yeah. and presenting it the best way you can. Mm -hmm. So that's how I like to see it, like this journey towards Dorabella and mm. and how do I find her? How do I memorize the pieces? How do I make sure that the notes are accurate? That whole process, I feel like, is very enriching and it helps me see the future of performance in opera houses that will really help me. I see that you're in this stage where you're building your repertoire. I like the way you put that, uh, a journey discovering Dorabella. What is it about her that you like? For me, she's this emotionally driven woman mm -hmm. in this aria she just say i hate everything i don't want to see the light i close the windows she's mm -hmm. being very dramatic because she just found out that <laughs> the lover needs to go yeah. and you know that in cosi vantute they were trying both of the girls to see if they're going to be faithful yeah. so they devised a plan that they'll go and mm -hmm. serve the army yeah. and they won't be back but then they actually disguise themselves and try to woo each other's fiance. Yeah. So in this aria, Zmaniem Plakabile, having heard that her lover will be going away, she throws a tantrum like, ah, oh, very dang. mature role. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's very, <laughs> I need to get into that emotional turbulent Jane. Like if I were a little younger, if I were in her position and I have a fiancé, and I don't know if he's coming back, then what would I feel? Why am I so emotional right now? Mm -hmm. So those colors of emotions and how quickly she suddenly shifts mm. from being angry about everything to suddenly, who will console me? Mm. Who will help me? Who can give me comfort? Mm. And then she suddenly says, no, I don't, I don't want anyone. I want to be alone. So that kind of yeah. journey is really really difficult sometimes because mm. every time you present it to your coaches they have to hear it mm. like they will say you need to be angry here mm. and then suddenly you need to be intimate here and then everything should annoy you right now and you don't <laughs> want the light to touch your yeah. face you don't want the windows to be open we have to hear and see that mm. and at the same time we have to hear the accuracy of your notes because mm. this is mozart so that is the journey I am having right now mm. with Dorabella, juggling that emotional, turbulent woman. And at the same time, making sure that my lines are very legato, mm. making sure that everything is well supported, all of the notes are well supported, and all of the Italian is correct. Uh -huh. so. You're already talking about the precision required for classical music arias. Uh, you mentioned earlier that it was a bit of a challenge coming from a largely romantic repertoire. Apart from that, there are other challenges, including shifting back to mezzo-soprano. So tell us about the challenges along the way of your epic journey to discover Dorabella. So the shift was mainly the comfort of my voice. I was diagnosed with muscle tension dysphonia last December. And at that time, I was singing a lot of soprano repertoires. I was studying Rusalka, Monica in the medium, an aria from Pearl Fisher. Mm -hmm. And these pieces were 
emotionally heavy mm. and at the same time they have a lot of high sustain notes with bronze in them and when i had the diagnosis it made sense why mm. it was feeling a little different mm. it sounds good mm. people say oh your bronze are nice but the feeling of it it can only be discerned by the singer so what you hear outside sometimes it's really good mm. but sometimes it takes a lot of self-reflection as well which repertoire would be good for you in the long run mm -hmm. and not just for the moment so when i had that diagnosis of course i was a little devastated not only have i felt like i have done this to myself because i might have mistreated my voice mm -hmm. but also i felt like i was returning to zero and i was doing things all over again mm -hmm. that's what it felt like because during my undergrad, I already compiled a lot of mezzo-soprano repertoire. And then after I graduated, a lot of teachers suggested that I transition to soprano. So I built up my soprano yeah. repertoire, which I am thankful because I have access to all of my high notes and low yeah. notes. But yeah, the choice of switching, it's not only about what I can do. It's also about what feels right to me physically. So... It took a lot of reflection. And I like the one the professor told me here at Lamont. He said to me, you know, you should enjoy the world of in-between because not many singers can do it. You have access to your high notes. You have a ringing low register. <laughs> so that is your voice. That's what makes you Jane. Do you get the best of both worlds? Since, uh, as we mentioned, all the bases are covered at Lamont. There are people who approach the voice scientifically, physiologically. I can't help but think that maybe that helped in your diagnosis and in the decision to go back to mezzo-soprano. Yes. So I worked with Professor Catherine Cash, and it was during my role as Alberto. And she said, how about we have it checked, just to make sure. We want to make sure that you're singing safely. We want to make sure you're comfortable, even though, you know, the altitude has been really messing <laughs> me up at that time. Mm. But I took her advice. And when I went to have it checked, there was a diagnosis. My larynx is actually healthy. It's just that the muscles around it tend to compensate and it has become a habit. And people will say, oh, you did it to yourself. I am not particularly sure, but muscle tension dysphonia is something that you cannot just brush off mm -hmm. and say, oh, it's because you did this and that and that. Mm. It needs voice therapy. It needs to be addressed. Yeah. This really plays into how you described getting into the AMA production, uh, which is a journey of discovering Dora Bella, and I imagine it also sounds like a journey of self-discovery, or rather self-rediscovery especially since this is a stage in which you are building your repertoire. Finally, how might people help? Where should they go if they want to help you out? I just want to say thank you to everyone back home. Thank you for Pasipo Vocal Ensemble, my friends, my family. Thank you for everyone for constantly checking up on me and also supporting me. You can look me up on Facebook. There is a public post regarding on how to support, and it will include all of the details that you need to provide 
the support. I am planning to create a page where you can see all of my performances and all of the upcoming performances and upcoming projects, both here in the U.S. and in the Philippines.
We heard excerpts from Georg Friedrich Handel's Alcina, Kimisenia il caro il padre from Act One, and from Act Two, Traspere e timore. The performers were today's guest, soprano Jane Wee singing as Oberto, and the opera Colorado Symphony, conducted by Dr. Sahar Nuri. In July, Jane Wee will fly to Austria to perform as Dorabella in Mozart's Così fan tutte, as mounted by the Austrian-American Mozart Society. Learn how you can support Jane Wee on Facebook. You can find her giving details at facebook.com slash wee, that's W-E-E, Jane F-H. Again, that's facebook.com, we Jane F-H. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel, and thank you for listening.